This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so recently in Parliament, there's quite a heated debate about HDB prices, right? BTO prices, PSPs, Leong Man Wai, VS, Desmond Lee from PAP, Minister of National Development. Very hot, like, very heated discussion. But more importantly, you know, while I was listening, I was like, this HDB lease buyback scheme is quite interesting. And let me read a little bit about it. And some of you will be like, hey, I know that Omar, I shouldn't care about it. But if you think about it, if you're going to be smart about your finances, firstly, you should kind of know what's the exit plan at the end. And oh, also, a lot of our parents are reaching their age, right? So if lease buyback scheme is a good scheme and then we can use it to enrich their CPF so that they have more retirement savings, doesn't that kind of elevate our pain? So yeah, for all that and more, welcome back! So good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us, create a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll join me on my own personal segment, First Dips. And hopefully, this is the first time you hear Lee's buyback scheme. Nah, then, then I can kind of live up to the name, right? First Dips, right? I'm going to give you first tips. Alright, and yeah, these buyback scheme, what's going on, what's happening, all that and more. And at the end, at the end, I will share with you my strategy, okay? CPF, HDB, all these things going on, political turmoil. What is going to happen, right? So I'm going to share with you my perspective and my own strategy at the end of today's podcast. So yeah, recently very hot, uh, the parliamentary debate, you know. If you never watch, right, I would encourage you to watch, la, right? It's live. I know there are only like, what, maybe 700 people watching live and I'm one of the 700. <laughs> and I'm quite sure amongst them, 100 people are, are working in the space. Reporters, like editors, like people in the news, like they need to cover that. So for them, it's work, right? So for the six, shout out to the 600 people that watches this thing live. Huh? <laughs> but yes, if you ask me, if your background is like, K-pop or like Chinese drama or like even listening to podcasts. Sometimes it's not too bad to listen to the parliament speeches, especially hot topics like HDB prices. Huh? Because BTO prices on some level, yes, is probably going to affect the broader market. So how it's priced and all that, very interesting. 
So before we start the main juice for today, I, I thought let me decipher a little bit of this BTO, HDB prices kind of discussion, right? So both sides stable their emotion. Both sides had a great time, you know, poking their enemy, poking their opponent, sharing their view, sharing their perspective. One side say the other side not caring. The other side say this side not responsible. I, you get the idea lah. It's the same rhetoric again and again. Everybody's kind of playing their own stuff. But interesting is that actually both of them have the same goals, okay? Both of them want to keep HDB affordable. They just be believe in different paths, right? So that's great lah, huh? at least our politician, both sides, you know, all sides, I mean, now got three sides, maybe more sides. Huh? So all sides of our parliament, at least huh, they are cognizant of this thing. They are very vested and they send all the people on to talk. It's, it's one of those parliament sitting, right, where there's a lot of people. Maybe not in the beginning, like, but after 5 p.m., there a lot of people, like, at the end, I think their last speech, their closing speeches were at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., which is like OT, lah, huh? which honestly, I don't pity them because to me, they are paid very much, lah, huh? so they should OT. Huh? And a house was almost full. So our politicians are committed to it. I think that's something to find a little bit of bliss in as much as many of us in pain or in uncertainty. So without getting embroiled in the argument on both sides, right? I think the real problem here, okay? I wanted to kind of take this opportunity to set the stage on the real problem. The real problem is cost of living has been growing a lot, a lot faster than median wage. Okay, this is the real problem that needs to be discussed. I don't want us to be embroiled in order like, you read the results, you're not compassionate, blah, 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 blah. Some of the policies, I think there are warren merits, warren time for discussion. Maybe if you guys, you coconuts, right, really want, I try to get Manwai on to talk about his plan, right? Because PAP's plan is more of the same, right? That means they believe that their current plan works. They just need to have a little bit more subsidies, build more. You know, this is like a pimple problem, okay? Once it's over, it's over and then everything kind of continues. So you get a plan, huh? But I I think Manwai has some very good ideas, very interesting ideas lah, huh, that can be discussed a little bit more. And if you coconuts want, I will get him on, right? And then give him a platform to talk a little bit about his plan. But all that aside, the real crux of the problem is median wage growth. Okay, median wage is not growing as fast as cost of living. And one of these phenomena is just HDB BTO prices. Lah. Even one of my cousins that I was talking to during Chinese New Year, he was like, wow, very expensive. And you know what? He's a professor. He's a professor that teaches at one of the bigger universities. And he was like, wow, very expensive. It's not affordable at all. Right, so y'all get the idea lah. I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that this is not affordable. So how we redefine affordability, that's a different discussion for another time. But I hope to take this opportunity to highlight what's the real problem, okay? The real problem is this divergence where cost of living is growing much higher than median wage. And we can talk about this a little bit more in another podcast. So why did I go one round to talk about all that? Because I believe that what is the basis of this scheme that we're going to talk about today, which is the lease buyback scheme, anchors on that problem, right? The problem where young people are finding it too expensive, but then the government is afraid that if they sell it cheaper, which actually they can if they want to, right? If they sell it cheaper, it's going to affect the resale market, which will then directly affect the retirement wealth of the retirees, right? So a lot of the older people that are preparing to retire and they got a lot of their money inside their flats. Their flats maybe have like 40 years, 50 years to go, right? So, and I think that is a real problem. We cannot discount that. Although I am clearly representing the younger generation, like amongst us, right? Okay, 30 years old is the new young. Uh, I don't care anybody that is younger, okay? So... <laughs> 
we want it cheaper, we want it faster. Of course, we want to set up our family, we want to stabilize our lives, all that jazz, right? I get it, right? But to be fair, if we don't care about the retirees, uh, it may come back to bite us also, right? Because it's our family, because it's the broader state, we may have to end up be paying more taxes, this, that, right? So it's, it's complicated. We need to do some like regression study, you know, to get this going. But I think that is me setting the stage for today's discussion. As much as I know, when we're talking about these kind of things, there's always political inclination and political positioning. But I want to clear the air, you know, and really go to the crux that now the problem is young people want the flat. It's too expensive. But if you sell too cheap, maybe affect the flat in the resale market and then the old people have all their wealth stuck there and then before they're going to retire, they're going to like lose a lot of money and it's going to affect many of us, right? So the repercussion is quite big. So comes the lease buyback scheme. Or at least uh, this is how I look at it, okay? Uh, government never come out and say it's like that. Uh, but this is how I, okay? Aku, your chief financial coconut, look at this. Right? So comes the lease buyback scheme, right? Instead of just letting the market decide what is the end price or let the resale market decide what's the end price, the government came out with this thing called the lease buyback scheme, which essentially will buy up, you know, the last maybe 30 years, 35 years of the flat's life, right? I mean, we all know that flats, you got a nine years lease, right? And the last few years lease or the last few decades lease is hypothesized to be a downward trend, right? Because Lawrence, okay, our future prime minister, I don't know if you guys remember, came out very hard swinging that at the end of the nine years, your flat will be worth zero, okay? It's a very iconic statement. I don't know how many people remember already. Yeah, so um, to prevent, you know, retirees from falling into this kind of trap or, you know, where their flat becomes zero and then like, Bopi, you don't know who's going to save the day. Uh, this lease buyback scheme, which is a voluntary scheme, came about and, and I think it has its merits. Huh? So very simple. The idea is maybe you left with 40 years, you left with 50 years or 60 years in your flat and then you can sell the last leg of the flat's life, which is maybe like 25 years, 35 years, 30 years. There are some difference based on your age and the age of your flat. But you get the idea, right? It's the last 20, 30 years of your flat's life. You sell it back to the government. And when you sell it back to the government, they will buy it back like, at a predetermined price, okay? Not some gachapon, like you don't know what's going to happen like that. Huh? <laughs> so if you talk to HDB and then HDB will say, okay, left with this much, right? We're going to value at this price. We're going to buy it back at this price. Are you willing? Right? It's, it's a very open kind of thing. Of course, we can debate if the price is fair, you know, all that. That's a different debate. Okay? But at least, uh, I just want to be clear that it is a, an open trade. Uh. I will not say it's fair. Uh. You go to HDB, you tell them you want to do this, they will evaluate your property and then they'll give you a price and then you see whether you want. Uh. And if you choose to take it, right? you choose to take the lease buyback scheme, the money that you encash from this scheme will go back into your retirement account, your CPF, CPF retirement account. And then from there, you participate in CPF life, lah, in other words, right? And which is a lifelong annuity. And that is a different policy. I will talk about this in another podcast. I think maybe two or three podcasts down. I'm going to talk about it because I also think that is a valid policy that you must explore. So very simple. You get to a certain age, you're old enough, 65 years old. You go to HDB, you tell them, okay, I got this like 50 years left in my flat. I want to sell the last part. What price you give me? And then the price, if you accept, they will then put everything into your CPF. And then from there, you take CPF life. As to how much you can take out as cash, all that, that is part of the discussion. Which brings me to the first point. 
So here goes our point number one. I think the first thing you need to know about the lease buyback scheme is that there is a lease buyback bonus, right? In other words, on top of the predetermined price, you know, of whatever HDB is willing to buy back from you at, you are going to get a little bit of extra bonus. Huh? So you can receive up to 30000 based on the flat size that you have, right? Is it a three-room? Is it four-room? Is it five-room? Of course, it's tiered, right? And very typical of the government, you know, the higher, the bigger your flat, the assumption that you got more wealth and your subsidies is lower, right? So the bonus is also lower. And I think one thing that we all need to be aware of is things like EC, HUDC, those more atas uh, built that HDB did previously and I believe that they will continue to do. It's not included in this scheme, okay? Neither is your two-room flexi-flat. So all the short lease one, they're not part of it. This scheme only applies to three-room, four-room and five-room flats, okay? Essentially, the more standard kind of flats lah, huh? in the market, okay? And you must at least sell 20 years. Lah, huh? But I have a very interesting question. You must, okay, you must at least sell 20 years of the flat to HDB. Huh? So that means like 20 years, the last 20 years of this 99-year lease. Lah, huh? Of course, there are some other nitty-gritty, you know, five-year MOP, blah, 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 you know, all those kind of stuff. Lah, huh? we, we're not going there. You can read lah, on the website. It's all there, okay? But the idea here, I think I have a very interesting question to ask, okay? Maybe HDB can kind of answer or maybe you all have some experience. Let us know. You come to our Telegram group, join the Reddit group. The question is, can I first sell 20 years of the lease and then come back again and sell another 20 years after that? You know, you know, like, like I'm not sure first. So I sell 20 years first. After that, I sell more. From the website, from the website, there's no FAQ, okay? Maybe not, not very frequent yet. It's a very new scheme. From the website, it looks like cannot, okay? Because they have a chart here, say, how are you? Minimum, how much you must sell? Blah, 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 right? So it looks like cannot, but hey, just for HDB out there, you know, just a random question, okay? Can I sell 20 years and then come back and say, oh, you know, I think maybe why not sell another 20 years? Huh? So, <laughs> So, so that's the idea. That's the idea. But I would say this bonus thing is probably just an incentive structure at this point in time, lah, right? And if like baby bonus lah, if nobody wanna do, then they give more bonus law. Same idea, right? It may be a decent impact for some, but I do believe for a lot of our listeners, it may not be as exciting. Like baby bonus like that, you know, maybe you can do more. <laughs> It's like, it's like, you know, half la, a little bit la, but can do more no, right? Give us more. Then be more, more excited for it, okay? <laughs> more importantly, I think it's to determine how many years you want to actually sell back to the government, sell back to HDB. And probably in your parents' case, which I think that's where a lot of people are, and it's also a very deep discussion on this idea of like, hey, you know, maybe you can sell back, you know, you don't need to leave us anything, it's okay, it's not an insult, you know, we don't feel like you have failed. I think those are very real conversations because a lot of the Singaporeans here, they do feel like, hey, I work so hard, you know, I want to leave this home for my kids, you know, my next generation, blah, blah, blah. And, and those are real, right? Actualization kind of needs, right? It, it, those, those are real. So I think that discussion is more important. Got bonus is not bad, okay? But the discussion is more important. How many years to sell back and, and all that, lah, right? And letting the family know that, hey, we are doing this together. Lah. I think that's, that's important. Right? And at the same time, letting the government know that we hope that you can do more. Lah. Oh, not bad. Lah. Not bad. It's good start. Lah. Good start. Okay, but, but can a bit more not? <laughs> right, I think that's the idea. Huh? That's the idea. Okay, and this brings me very smoothly to the second point. The second point that you need to know about this lease buyback scheme is once you participate in LBS, huh, lease buyback scheme, you cannot sell your flat in the open market anymore. Okay, you cannot even sell it to your kid. 
right? And that's a very interesting discussion. We'll talk a little bit more about this afterward from our sponsor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so this is an important reality. Lah, huh? If you participate in the LBS scheme, lease buyback scheme, you can no longer sell the flat in the open market. Okay, because HDB will take it as you're going to stay here to the end, right? The remaining lease, you're going to stay to the end. That, that's the idea. Lah. So I'm not making a moral judgment on like, is this good? Is this bad? You know, all that. I mean, it's, it's, it's very taunting, huh? all those things. I, I get it. But this is the arrangement. You can choose not to take the arrangement. You can go and rally your MP, protest and, and all that. And we can have that discussion because I think it's real, right? How much is enough? All that. All, all those are very real discussions that we should have, right? And I think sometimes personal finance, right? We shun away from these things. So I, I do feel that I want to take charge and lead this path, right? We, we should have that discussion. Right? But given the parameters, huh, the, the rules of the game is if you participate in this LBS scheme, you cannot sell your flat in the open market. You cannot even lease the whole flat out anymore, right? That means uh, you you mean a lot of people do that, right? You can stay in one room and then lease out the other room. Like you rent it out, lah. Okay, but you cannot rent out the whole flat. That's the idea, right? Because the the premise is you will be staying in this flat to the end of your life. But I think what is interesting here is because a lot of people that participate in this scheme or potentially will participate in this scheme, which probably are your parents at this point in time. They are probably aged already. Right? Because you're 65 years, then you can participate in this scheme. Right? So you, they're all quite senior already. And assuming they have another 20, 30 years to go, and not cursing anyone, right? you know, to me, right, 80 years old, very good already. Right? I'd rather be like, I'd rather move on healthy or like live my last years of my life healthy and strong, you know, then kind of drag on. But, but that's a different discussion. Okay, but HDB has some pre-ideas on these things, right? So after you sell back, the last few decades of the lease, what if during this period, okay, your loved one passed on, that means your parents move on, what's going to happen, right? The idea here is you can choose to return the flat to HDB, okay, and receive a refund for the remaining lease, okay, prorated and all that. That one, you got to discuss with them. And I feel that when you are talking to HDB about this LBS, you should already talk about this part, okay? So, when this thing happened, then you go to HDB and you're like, hey, this one you never say before. Why you only give me like 200,000? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I feel that this part, when you go in and talk to HDB, you must already ask them. Okay, so assuming this happens, assuming my parents move on before they complete this lease, the remaining lease, and I want to sell it back to HDB because you cannot sell it in the open market already, right? You want to sell it back to HDB, what are we looking at? Right? I think that's something that you must be clear and I hope HDB is clear when they're talking about it and don't just stop at the, oh, how much you can get, you know, based on the LBS that you sell back to us. Okay, so this is one thing. Of course, if the family members want to continue to stay, by all means, you can stay to the end of the lease. Lah, right? I think, I think that's the broad idea. Okay, that's the broad idea. Huh? What if the other situation, uh, the other scenario is, what if your parents, they're very young, very strong, uh, they live, they outlive 
the remaining flats, right? They become the centenarians of Singapore, right? We should have like Hall of Fame centenarians of Singapore. Huh? So what if they uplift, okay, this lease period, okay? HDB's commitment uh, on their website is that you will not be left homeless. We will look into your circumstances, such as family support, health condition, financial status, and work out an appropriate housing arrangement with you and your family members. Okay, so in other words, huh, a few words can cover this thing called case by case. <laughs> case by case, huh, that's the real understanding. You know, which, which I get it. But once again, uh, case by case things, right, try to ask for a bit more information when you go and talk to them. Okay, get clarity. Don't paise. I know maybe Singaporeans sometimes you'll be like, yeah, don't talk about death, la. don't talk about like all these things, la. like very sway, you know. But but let's talk about it, right? Go and talk because this is a plan and this is a strategy that you're going to adopt. Maybe for you, maybe for your loved ones. Maybe it's a collective decision between you and your loved ones, right? Because of all the goals and the needs and the financial reality. So uh, talk, talk about it. Talk to HDB about it, okay? But at least these are what is being portrayed out there. If you do LBS, you cannot, you know, sell in the open market anymore. Your kids, if you pass on earlier, your kids can continue to live or sell back the remaining lease to HDB. And if you are very young, live to the end, then uh, live more than the end of your flat, then they will find a case-by-case -case arrangement. Uh -huh. But all these things, I feel you should ask when you're talking to them already. And so how much information they can give you, this one I cannot commit because I'm not part of HDB. Huh? But, but, but I always feel like you should ask, lah, ask first. And if you don't have an answer, at least you know that there's no answer and then we can, we can talk about it. Alright, so now this brings us to the juicy part. Huh? The fun, interesting part is the money. Money, money, what to do with the money, right? So, <laughs> this brings me to point number three of this LBS scheme, okay? And that is all the proceeds will first be topped up to your CPF retirement account. Okay, at least up to the basic retirement sum or the full retirement sum before you get cash on hand, right? Everybody want cash on hand, right? Nah. Like, shiok, huh? Okay, so in other words, right? LBS on some level is inherently tied to CPF life, okay? It's inherently tied to it, lah. And we'll talk about CPF life in another podcast. So very quickly down the road, maybe two or three episodes down, nah, I commit to you for that, nah. right? But the idea here is not just like giving you cash, right? I think I think that's the government's idea, right? You, you may not agree, you know, but that's the government's idea. It's like, okay, all this money in the HDB, but our people need to live. Huh? So what to do, right? You get the government, use the state money to buy back this lease and then by extension, you top up the CPF of the people, right? You, you want them to, to put this back into CPF and then get the annuity from CPF life. I think that's the idea, okay? That's the broad idea. Huh? But, if somehow uh, you got a lot of cash in your CPF already and you still do this, uh, then you can get cash. Uh, okay. So so the idea here is uh, the idea here is if you max out full retirement sum, okay, you listen to TFC, you follow honey money, honey money also sell camera, right? They all the 1M65 people, okay, they top up, top up, they like hit full retirement scheme, and then they still want to use this like lease buyback uh, for, for some reason. The maximum cash on hand will be kept at hundred thousand per household first. Okay, so it means uh, once you hit your full retirement sum, the proceeds from this LBS after you hit basic retirement sum or full retirement sum up to you uh, between you and your spouse, okay, you can get 100,000 per household. Okay, After you take this 100,000, any more that is remaining, somehow your flat very pricey, which also can be very taotian for the young people. But anyway, right? <laughs> so any remaining, you have to put into your retirement account until both of you hit full retirement sum. Okay, you and your spouse. Who hit full retirement sum, then the remaining you get in cash. 
Okay, that's a simple idea. That means you can hit basic retirement sum first and then you say, oh, okay, I already hit basic retirement sum, me and my spouse. I want to take cash. Take cash, 100,000, huh? that's the max first. And then the remaining, okay, you have to put into RA, right? Retirement account. Back in the retirement account until you hit full retirement sum. Okay, so basic and full, of course, got a bit of differential. Lah, you know? And by then, when we reach the age, how much? I mean, I don't know. Right, so so that's the idea. And then the rest, right, you really, really a lot of cash in your CPF, right? Then uh, you can get in cash. Lah, right? So cash on hand for you can go and, I don't know, put down payment in Malaysia or something. <laughs> Buy a villa in Thailand. Well, that's my retirement plan. Maybe, I don't know. So put it very simply, okay, we contextualize. Let's say you got a five-room flat in, in Tampines, okay? Somehow Tampines people, you know, okay? So shout out to all of you in the East, right? So you have a five-room flat in Tampines and you're going to sell back 35 years of your lease, okay? And HDB come and tell you, oh, you know, the flat is valued at 550000 and they say that they can buy back the tail end of your lease at about 200000 okay? Let's say, like, let's say. Then you ask me, hey, why not divide it, you know, properly, like evenly throughout remaining lease? So it's like, uh, I don't think that's how it works, huh? right? So, I mean, the assumption is the tail end of your lease. That means the last 30 years of your flat, it should be cheaper than the front. Okay, it's a bit like selling car like that, right? Like you buy a brand new car, it's like one price, right? Add in everything, what furnishing, style, everything, all there, right? And then after that, you buy second-hand car, right? You buy second-hand car, five years, six years left. You go in, you'll be like, oh, wow, not bad. I know I can get this relative to other opportunities or other things out there, right? Like compared to first-hand car, this price, okay, well, I can, not bad, right? But huh, if you buy the last two years, usually, I don't know if you know people that buy the last two years of cars, right? Because in Singapore, there's a 10-year COE, right? So the last two years of the car, what a lot of people will do is they try to compare is they try to compare it to renting a car. And if I buy the car, because I'm going to pay the cash upfront, my net uh, should be cheaper than renting the car. And that's kind of how they evaluate. Uh. So, so the premium keeps coming down uh, in, in that sense. So I kind of understand why the last part of the lease is less. Uh, right? So you can talk to HDB. Talk to HDB. Hey, HDB want to come on our show, sponsor us, talk to us. Great. Open to it. Uh. I want to talk about this. Right? So assuming... HDB say, okay, we're going to buy back 200000 from you lah, huh? for this last 35 years. Okay, So this 200000 like I said, you must top up your, your retirement account first, your CPA retirement account to a basic sum, which in our example here, okay, let's say our example here is the basic retirement sum today is 60000 Okay, 60000 are basic retirement sum. And then you and your spouse, you know, both maybe only got like 10000 because let's say you drive taxi, or your spouse work as a housewife, okay? Nothing the rocketry, uh, there are a lot of families that are like that, okay? So this is the mess, right? So both of you only got like 10,000 in your CPF, not a lot of money, right? The basic retirement sum is 60,000. You can encash your flat at 200,000. Both of you have 10,000 in your bank account. Of course, usually the number not so neat one, uh, is for calculation, I use neat numbers, okay? <laughs> so you decide that, hey, uh, we, we want some cash, lah, okay? So what we do is, you at least have to put 50,000 in your CPFRA and 50,000 in your wife's CPFRA or your husband's CPFRA such that both of you meet the basic retirement sum of 60,000 and remaining, you have 100,000 left, right? Because CPF buyback at 200,000. Right, so 50-50 minus the, from the 200,000 left 100,000. Now with this 100,000, you can take the whole thing in cash. Right? Because that's the idea, man. you can cap as much as 100,000. Okay, but of course, if you have a lot more, then yeah, the, you get the idea, okay? So, so that is the idea. 
And some people will say, Ayo, why so mahuan? So many patterns, all that. In the beginning, don't let the flat prices move. Uh, put you how long, you know. Isn't it better? Then now, what's the issue here? You know, the reality is I may share your perspective, right? I may come from the view that we shouldn't have let HDB prices fluctuate in this way, you know, or become a capital pool in this way, right? But the idea here is the ship has sailed, lah. The ship has sailed, it has moved on. You know, it's not like we can like control alternate delay and then start back again. Based on today's situation, what are we doing? Right? And I think you know, this is the solution HDB has created. Lah, right? So like it or not, I think it's something to or to at least explore. You can go out and explore. Of course, the, there are other options, right? You can downsize, two-room flexi, sell your whole flat now in the open market, you know, downsize, uh, get a two-room BTO. You know, there are different options out there. So at least go and go and check it out. And I hope you get a bit of insights on the lease buyback scheme, lah, right? So I'm gonna sum up today's episode. I'm gonna sum up today's episode on the three things I feel you should know about the lease buyback scheme today. Okay, the first one, simple, is that there is a lease buyback bonus. Okay. As simple as it sounds, it's like baby bonus, lah, right? If you <laughs> If your flat is smaller, you get a little bit more. If your flat is bigger, you get a bit less. Okay, So I think it's just mostly for incentivizing you. The main crux is still how much you want to sell back. I think that's still more important than the lease buyback bonus. But have not bad. Lah, huh? The next point is that once you participate in the lease buyback scheme, you cannot sell your flat in the open market anymore. Uh, you cannot even sell to your kid. Uh. In other words, you must stay to the end. Or if not, your kid stay to the end. And if any other option is you can sell the remaining lease back to HDB. Uh, for all sorts of reasons, maybe you haven't passed on but you just don't want the flat anymore, you can sell the whole thing back to HDB. Right? Or, you move on earlier and your family wants to sell back to HDB, they can sell back to HDB. They just cannot sell in the open market. Right? So, I think this is an important thing to discuss when you go and talk about the LBS scheme with HDB. It's like, eh, so is that estimation? How much am I going to get? Right? I think they should have a chart. If they don't, please ask them to do. Okay? And the third one, the third point is that all proceeds will first be top up to your CPFRA, your retirement account. At least up to your basic retirement sum or your full retirement sum before you get cash on hand, right? So don't be too happy, right? You're going to get some cash probably if you already have a lot of money in CPF. But the idea here is this scheme is supposed to unlock capital into your CPF so that you can get the CPF life. Lah. We should talk a little bit more in another episode down the road. Lah, huh? And I did say from the beginning that I'm going to share with you how I plan to play this, right? And I will talk to you yeah, at the end, lah, at the end, after everything. So stay to the end. And meanwhile, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate it. It's time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful, interesting when shared, debated, and discussed. Join our community Telegram group, join our Reddit, you know, uh, follow our socials, Instagram, TikTok. You know, hey, quite fun. We're having new content on TikTok and we're gonna redo a little bit of the IG page. So yeah, we're trying to be everywhere and use different format to best present certain ideas, right? So please follow our other socials. And yeah, you know, with that, I hope you learned something useful, okay? So see you next week. Ah, I see. Got hook right. Get you to the end. Uh, if not, uh, everybody stop at uh, before the ending. All end already. End my advertisement how? <laughs> yeah, no choice. Uh, you know, we commercial value. Uh, if not, uh, no sponsor, no show. Uh, that's the reality. Okay, so this is the plan. This is the idea. The idea here is HDB prices... And this whole BTO resale, you know, affordability thing, I am a firm believer that it is going to be the next frontier of elections. 
right? So it's not going to have much clarity for the next 10 years. As much as all the policymaker, whether or not the policymaker is like the current policymakers, or if let's say somehow for some reason, you know, a, a lot of opposition come in and then you form a different thing and then, you know, different policymakers come in or, or whatever, that doesn't matter. Okay, either way, I do not believe that within the next decade, there will be a lot of clarity on how this thing is going to happen. Whether the verse la, or this lease buyback scheme la, or like is BTO prices going to be like massively repriced and all that, right? Because to be clear, Desmond Lee, which is the Minister of National Development today, came out very hard hitting to redefine how flat prices are determined, which is no longer tied to land value, right? Previously, his predecessor defined it as land value plus a discount, okay? So he has came out to say that we are going to determine price of BTO based on MSR, okay? Which is your mortgage servicing ratio, which is tied to median income, okay? So uh, in other words, he's redefining that. And then the other side is still discussing about land value, blah, blah, blah. So the base idea here is this thing is going to get very contentious. So I'm not very clear what's going to happen. But one thing I'm very clear is CPF life is pretty much a set structure, right? It's there. It's going to be around. So how I will play this thing and how I hope more people will play this thing is rather than hoping that HDP prices will keep moving upward and, you know, achieve the kind of, you know, asexual gain for our generation, I would think, right, it's a bit better to rely directly on CPF straight. Okay, in other words, in other words, if you can afford, which I think probably most of our listeners can have this option, okay? Use your CPF as the down payment. Okay, use your CPF as down payment because I upfront need to cough out cash, you know, like quite mahuan, right? 50, 60,000. You know, if you can, you know, use your CPF as the down payment. Remaining wise, you know, put your OA to your SA, you know, the whole like transfer over so the higher interest strategy, right? And then pay cash to service your HDB loan. And I think that is something worthy to be discussed, okay? Very worthy to be discussed because like I have put it out there, right? That I think this is the frontier of discussion and whoever is governing is going to need to do some big moves, okay? They need to do some big moves. Whether is it redefining affordability or whether is it like, you know, outright change how it's being priced, you really don't know how is it going to affect the market. I mean, both sides are very cautious of this thing in the sense that they all know that this is a big problem and cannot anyhow do, okay? But the idea here is nobody, you know, has really won the hearts of the people in a very clear fashion, right? And, and it, it's quite ambiguous. So I rather, yeah, you top up directly into your CPF SA, right? Your special account, get that 4.5%, rather than hoping that, you know, your mortgage, your property, your HDB price can move so much more and get the capital appreciation of the previous generation, right? Such that it can occur the interest and still run and hit the kind of hit the kind of rates for CPF. Right. So, so I think that's my plan. Uh, huh? Put CPF for down payment, transfer the OA to SA to get a 4.5%, and then pay cash for my HDB loan. I think it's worthy discussion. Don't, don't rule that out. Uh, and if you have any questions, talk to me. We, we can talk a little bit more about it. Okay. And I my basis of thought is that it is uncertain and it looks like it's gonna be very uncertain for the next decade. Okay, whether it's an external factor, internal factor, political factors. It just looks very uncertain. Right. I understand. So, okay, la, at least we learn together as we move along and we'll see where this brings us. Okay, next week, uh, we have a sponsored episode. Uh, important, uh, no sponsor, no show. Uh. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about critical illness, right? So, also another important thing for us, right? So, we're going to talk a little bit about 
how do you look at critical illness insurance? Right? How what are some parameters of thoughts? You know, what are some first principles in looking at this thing? And then determine how it fits into your strategy, your financial strategy. Okay, so, so that's that next week. And then after that, I'll probably spend some time to talk about CPF life. Okay, if nothing, if no other interesting thing arises, lah. Okay, so yeah, take care. I know many things are happening. And yeah, just 加油, 加油, okay? Goodbye, yeah. We'll 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 pull through lah. Take care.